0: is the premier relationship podcast that explicitly deals with relationship matters from a woman's point of view. No subject is off limits. Relationship challenges, sex, intimacy, dating, infidelity, finances, heartbreak, and situationships are all a part of the discussion. Your relationship matters. Welcome. Hello there. You have just tuned in to Diva Speaks Relationships. I am your hostess, Angela Portoriel, and you have found yourself a part of an audience that is connected to the hottest, grown and sexy yet the realest relationship podcast out of charlotte north carolina congratulations to you yay (laughs) how does that feel yes so we are a couple of days out from christmas for those of you who celebrated that holiday i hope that you had an amazing day filled with family, fellowship, laughter, and good times. I hope that you were able to create memories that you can always look back on and cherish those moments. Yes, I do. Well, you're probably wondering, what What did you do, Diva? Well, was a little sad because this was my very first Christmas without my daughters my daughters were grown by the way (laughs) so it was my first Christmas without um, the girls but my husband and I did dinner for two it was a filet mignon Christmas type of Christmas a very grown and sexy vibe just dinner for two Just dinner for two. I had um, a very um, nice gla- glass or two of sangria. I love sweet wine. I had a glass or two of wine and um, was very surprised at the outcome of um, the steaks. That was my very first time actually cooking or preparing filet mignon. Um, so it was it was good, you know blessed to be a part of the living. My family is well and healthy and so am I. So for that, I am grateful. So, you guys, I um, I just want to always remember to thank you guys at the beginning of the show. Thank you for your support, your participation, and your continued journey with the diva um, diva speaks relationships uh, wholeheartedly um, appreciates your support so if you haven't told a friend or two or maybe your inner circle about diva speaks relationships this is my plea to you to do so. Don't be stingy with the Divas Podcast. Share it amongst your friends and family. Your favorite episode, and if you have more than one, all the more the merrier. For those of you who may just be tuning in to the very um, to the podcast for the very first time, I invite you to follow me on social media. If you have not, you can find the diva on Instagram. My Instagram handle is diva speaks, the little underscore sign official. Again, diva speaks, the underscore sign official. Again, diva speaks and that is plural with an S. the underscore sign official. You can also follow my page on Facebook. The Facebook handle is facebook.com, the backslash, True Diva Speaks. And from that page, you can also um, join um, the Facebook group that I have, Um, Real Women and Candid Conversations. Although most of the members in there now are very, very shy, um, I still see um, the group. Um, progressing and growing and I would love for you to participate on all of those platforms. Yes I would so if you could just follow me and um, let's continue to get to know one another and have these very necessary conversations really like that. You know let me throw you another bone. How about that? If you should have any questions or concerns or comments, or if there is a particular show that I have done where you feel that your side, your point of view, was not represented very well, or your position wasn't stated, as a matter of fact, be sure to email me. Who knows? I might circle back around and um, brush off that subject. And do a new spin on it based on your, com- your comments or your feedback. If there um, is an issue that you would like the diva to chop it up anonymously on the mic, I invite you to do so. Now, my email address is divaspeaksofficial at gmail.com. Again, that is plural. Divaspeaksofficial at gmail.com. So, guys, we're on the countdown to um, Diva Speaks Relationships, Aaron on TV. January the 8th is the date at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes, every second and fourth Friday, you can find Diva Speaks on Access 21. You can access the Diva, the televised version, if you subscribe to Spectrum Cable, at and verse if you have a Roku television and there's also that video on demand function as well as the website for TV Access 21. You have all of those options available at your very fingertips and I would love for you to be on board for the premiere of Diva Speaks Relationships TV, actual TV, like the real TV. <laughs> yes guys and one more little nugget oh yeah you know what i didn't even bring my glass of wine in here but i do have my water because you know what a lady always stays hydrated a real woman never allows herself to be thirsty Mm. did you hear that no thirst over here honey yes so um you guys you know i am actively working with this firm um regarding um the game that diva speaks relationships developed and if If things go as planned, I will be rolling out the new card game for your intimate pleasure. Yes. You're going to love it. You are absolutely going to love it. And I can't wait to speak more about it. But as I have mentioned before on other platforms, because I am a businesswoman, I am limited to how much information I can share until all of my T's have been crossed and my I's have been dotted. And I know you guys can respect that. Yes, I know. So let's get into it. So I'm gonna read you the description of the program to um, help you get a better understanding at how we arrived here and where we're going to be going um, on this journey. So I'm just gathering my thoughts (laughs) and my information. So in the description, Diva speaks on compatibility, covenants, and commitment. I posed a question, are the two of you really incompatible? Or is compatibility being used as a cop-out to not put in the work? Mm -hmm. Is it? Are both of you screaming, or one of you is yelling to the heavens that you're not compatible, and this is the reason the relationship is not going to work or the relationship is going to fail? We are just not compatible anymore. Anymore, which is an indication that once upon a time, compatibility was something that the relationship possessed and you know it's so funny that um, I love to stream movies because I feel like cable has been such a disappointment um, I'm usually streaming all of my movies on um, to be voodoo prime Amazon Netflix Hulu Philo, or is it Philo? Um, I'm forgetting another one. But anyway, you get the point of where I'm going with this. And I remember watching a few movies. I mean, literally the night before Christmas, on Christmas Eve. And compatibility was something that was the underlying issue of this little young couple who were experiencing the lows in their relationship. And it was something that was used as an excuse for um, the woman, can you believe it? The woman to step outside of the relationship when she was caught. She was basically saying that we aren't compatible anymore. And you know me, you know, I got to thinking And I dug a little deep with that particular word, compatibility, and relationships, and commitment, and covenants, and how everything ties together. Yeah, I did. And you know what? Before I even get started, I just want to say... This whole entire episode may fall on deaf ears. I just very, very well may be on an island by myself. I could be the only one in the entire universe who's going to say and feel or express the feelings and the thoughts and take the position that I'm going to take during today's show on commitment, um, compatibility and covenants. But if you're going to leave the diva out here by herself and no one can relate, then I'm just going to just chop this thing up. So going back to compatibility, let's think about that for a moment. Compatibility in your relationship. Compatibility. What does that mean to you? What does that mean to you? Whatever that means to you, I want you to stop right there. I want to pause it right there, and I'm going to switch gears just a little bit, but I'm coming right back. So many people keep asking the question. It's like um, every few weeks I'll see something um, feet, um, come across my feed on different social media platforms and they always ask the question about why don't relationships last um as long as they did you know in the yesteryears if that's a word <laughs> you know they always like to want to know why did grandmama, big mama, Nim, my nana's relationships, why were they able to last longer and build stronger family units than the generations of today? Now, that's not something I'm going to really analyze and tap into, but I just wanted to express um, that point of view and I'm going to tie it all in together why don't relationships last as long as they did back in the day and all of us have our answers so i'll just go ahead you know what let me just say a lot of us um have stated that we are not our grandmothers and our great grandmothers or not especially not our great great grandmothers and that women today have far more options than they did back in the day that could be one of the reasons. And I totally respect that, and and that's probably a fact. But I'm calling bullshit, and I'm thinking that here in the United States, divorces the divorce rate is forty to fifty percent, right? And if you've been married more than once, I mean, it it increases. And then I really, my mind just started traveling. Taking me places, and I'm like, well, you know what? If compatibility was so important, if it was the glue that allowed couples to remain together and increased longevity, then how is it that arranged marriages in other countries and cultures, in other continents, how are they far more successful by comparison? Than the marriages in Western civilization. I don't know if you guys are somewhat like me. I know that when I think of arranged marriages, I typically think of India and that culture, that country. Um, we all know the pros and the cons of that, and you know. Um, but it just seems like on the surface that arranged marriages are lasting longer and building stronger family foundations than marriages built on so-called romance love and compat- compatibility and how is that if compatibility is key then how are these arranged marriages outperforming, lasting longer than the relationships and marriages that over here. You do know that those people typically don't know one another, and in uh, most of the cases they meet on their wedding day. There's no courting there's no wooing in most most cases there's absolutely no sex before marriage but yet they have a stronger sense of family and a firm foundation is built could it be that the emphasis with arranged marriages is more focused on the covenant that they are creating and a family far more than the selfish act of each of them individually being happy and totally satisfied have we gotten it wrong it makes me wonder have we over here in western civilization gotten it wrong for those of you who are my faith-based followers arranged marriages is part of the Bible there are a few stories in there where marriages have been arranged and it was all for a divine purpose and there's no talk there's no chatter anywhere about compatibility It was all about honoring the commitment and honoring the holy and sacred covenant over your own flesh and desires and emotions. How about this? One of the greatest movies, one of the classics of all time. Coming to America. I want you to think about that just a second. Hakeem was supposed to get married. The bride was someone that he actually met on his wedding day. And I remember. At some point during the movie, it was said that this the bride had been groomed to be his wife from birth. Remember, she said, "Whatever it is that you like," an indication that. Compatibility was not important because you remember Hiking challenged her. He says, I know that you like, that you know what I like, but I want to know what do you like? And that was something totally foreign to her. And I wonder, are those kinds of conversations being had across the continents? When someone challenges customs and traditions that have been so successful with building stronger family bonds and ties. And if the secret, once again, if the secret ingredient is compatibility, why is the divorce rate and the failure rate in relationships here in America so high? At some point, obviously, the couple was compatible, right? At some point you were. So you you ask yourself if we were once compatible and now we are in a space, a foreign space, an unfamiliar space and it feels weird, it's not comfortable. And incompatible is a word that is thrown around like a ball on a basketball court. How did we become incompatible? Did something shift or change? Did your focus, your priorities, ma'am, did they change? Or let's just be very clear about it. Did you change your mind? about wanting to be in the relationship see sometimes we have to cut out the bullshit and we have to be honest with ourselves i'm using the excuse that we are incompatible because i don't want to put in the work to make the relationship successful i don't want to compromise and i don't want to honor the commitment that I made to you so it's a coward's way out of saying that you know we're incompatible that's just my opinion incompatibility now I do understand to some degree we have to be compatible right we do to some degree because compatibility is a natural alignment of lifestyle choices and values between two individuals. Did you hear me? Compatibility is a natural alignment of lifestyle choices and values between two people. And I know, I get it to some degree, a man and a woman have to be compatible. And the example I'll give is a man who values monogamy would have major incompatibility issues with a woman who um, values polyamory. You you know, I I get it on that level of being compatible. Like that would be like serious, serious um, misalignment. The two of you don't need to be together. (laughs) Could you imagine that? But being in a compatible relationships um, relationship just means that you work well together, you enjoy each other's company, and you have a good time. How are we downplaying the covenant, especially my faith-based followers? How do you downplay and water down the covenant and the commitment just for your own selfish reasons and say, "Well, you know what? I'm not compatible with this man." Or you men, "I'm not compatible with this woman." I'm speaking to my married people right now. You know, marriage is a threefold covenant. You your husband and God. So the question is is compatibility more important than love? Is it? That's the question that I guess needs to be answered. If I'm not on this island alone. And if there's someone out there who is screaming to the high heels, we're incompatible. Is compatibility more important than love? But again, again, here here I go, guys. Incompatibilities cause friction in relationships, it does. But then again, how do we explain the success of arranged marriages around the world? How do you explain that? Well, how about this? All of us have imperfections. Every person that you're in a relationship with or you date, um, has their own imperfections, but come a little closer to to the to your uh, whatever device you're listening to me on. Come a little closer. You want to know what? The quality of a relationship is determined by people who have complementary imperfections or are willing to tolerate. Even appreciate those imperfections that cause incompatibilities. Mm -hmm. We're all imperfect. We all have differences. But it should definitely not be used as a cop-out to end your covenant. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back that didn't want to hear me. Incompatibility should not be used as a cop out to end your covenant. You know, your values determine your behavior, which ultimately determines who you're compatible with, right? Again, your values determine your behavior, which ultimately determines who you're compatible with. So if your values were in alignment, when you decided to commit to one another, should not well, should that not be ground zero where you should rebuild and reconnect on going back to your basic values? Because, like I said earlier, at some point you were compatible. You know, what actually counts in making a happy relationship or um, a happy marriage is not so much how compatible you are, but check this out, but how you deal with incompatibility. Let me repeat that. What makes, what counts in making a happy relationship what counts in making a happy marriage is not so much how compatible the two of you are, right? But how the two of you deal with incompatibility. How a couple interacts is the single most fundamental aspects to creating a successful relationship. As I'm, I'm going to say that again. How a couple interacts is the single most fundamental fundamental aspect to creating a successful relationship. Still gonna ask the question, so why are arranged marriages more successful than the marriages that seem to be built on love, romance and compatibility over here in America? You know commitment to making the marriage or your relationship work is always the top priority or it should be it it definitely should be commitment to making the marriage the relationship work should always be the top priority and it seems to be actually the primary reason for the success of arranged marriage marriages with an s (laughs) Commitment to making it work. That is the success behind arranged marriages. You know, success is not only um, defined by longevity and by not um, ending up divorce. But success is also defined um, by fulfilling and satisfying your partner hey don't shoot me i'm just the messenger because you know over here you know we can date someone for years or spend years getting to know someone only to end up in divorce court you know whether that's 10 or 15 years down the road maybe that's six months down the road you know there's no specific time but You invest so much time in getting to know a person and trying to figure out basically how compatible the two of you are. And I get it. I'm not trying to act clueless behind um, the importance that compatibility plays. I, I gave an example earlier about monogamy versus polyamory. But in an arranged marriage, you barely know your partner. You barely know your partner. But the time is taken to actually get to know the spouse better. In fact, you know what? In arranged marriages, you're forced to accept the person that he or she is. And you don't, hear me, you don't get to complain that you dated a different person before tying the knot. (laughs) Wow. So those type of marriages, you know, it can't be said, well, you was like this when we dated or you never manifested these um, unsavory characteristics when we were dating. No, I guess I get it because like I, we're married and this is a journey that we must take together and we're committed to, to the success of the marriage. And the bringing together of our families, having children together, being able to raise our children based um, on our belief system and providing a good life um, for the children, building a community. Because as each child gets married and two families are joined, that couple then has children who will marry out and join into other families and and so on and so forth and and then you see how strong a community ends up being because the dedication to the commitment and the covenant is something to be cherished something that western civilization does not focus on as much again here in the u.s the divorce rate the divorce rate hovers (laughs) around 40 to 50%, damn that's high. And you know, I saw somewhere on the internet where the, um, the divorce rate for arranged marriages over there in other countries such as India is 4% versus the 40 to 50% that we experience over here in America. So again, I pose the question, exactly how important is compatibility? I know some of you are going to say well you know what there are um, issues with arranged marriages and people marrying children and women being abused um, in countries like that child brides and yeah, that is a real issue, but what nation, what continent, what country is not without is problems. I'm not overlooking that. I'm simply pointing out that the things that we base our relationships on over here don't seem to work as well for us as other places, other cultures, other countries, other continents have. So when asked the question, why is it that relationships of today don't last as long? Because sometimes we're full of shit. People don't want to put in the work. People become selfish. People want to focus on their own desires and happiness and that alone is not based on what marriage was about. It was it was never about you being compatible with someone solely compatible. It was never about your own selfish desires. It was about the two of you working together to build a family, a structure, a foundation, multiply and serve the Lord. Again, I challenge you to tell me that compatibility should be key now i know i got somebody out there that's quoting that scripture <laughs> oh yeah i'm ready for you you're like diva honey you ain't read your bible because the bible says do not become unevenly yoked well you know what that is subject to interpretations because a lot of you are unevenly yoked in a lot of different other relationships in your lives, unevenly yoked with the people that you associate with the people that you call friends. And that's why maybe you have so much hell and drama in your life or things don't always go as smoothly, or maybe after 10 or 15 years of investing into a friendship, they backstab you is because what you was ultimately unevenly yoked. So you know what? Yes, I get it. The Bible does say that you must be evenly yoked, but again, each one of us could have a different interpretation of what that scripture means. Yeah, I said it, I meant it. I said it, I meant it. So how do we, when we face or we um, approach the conversation begin the discussions of incompatibility, what's next, what's next? Do we say, well, you know what, we're just not compatible. Let's just call it quits. Or do we find out where the disconnect actually happened? Where did things begin to fall apart? Or where and when did we start drifting away? And do we, in an effort to honor the commitment, do we now make a conscious choice and have the conversation to actively, I mean, be active, show up, put in the work to rediscover our compatibility. Or as mentioned earlier about all of us being imperfect, do we just embrace our differences and decide to continue to love one another and to recommit to our union and go to the next level with finding a way to respect our differences and evolve in the relationship. Because again, I I double back and I say that if we were once compatible, and now we're not, what changed? If you are on the receiving end of someone telling you that we are no longer compatible, right, you're on the receiving end of that conversation, then you have to ask that person, then what changed? Because once upon a time we were, Where's your focus now? Where's your attention being redirected to? Have we talked about your priorities lately? Did you lose interest? Are you no longer attracted to that person? Are they turning you off? And so now that you're no longer turned on by that person, that man no longer does it for you. So now that you're no longer attracted to that man, any and everything he does gets under your skin. He is Mr. Can't Get Right. Because you're no longer attracted to him. Men, the same for you. you're discontent with your relationship you find fault with her because you're not attracted to her anymore she doesn't do it for you anymore so you're rediscovering yourself and you're telling yourself i'm not compatible with this woman i'm not compatible with this man so let me just let me just move on It's absolutely, I mean, that's your decision, that's your business. But understand this, to be able to recognize that you are incompatible without putting in the work seems like a cop-out and and an excuse to exit the relationship without putting in the work. So commitment means nothing to you, right? So the next relationship you get in, when you get bored or when things team tend to shift a little bit and life is happening you're going to run into is every relationship you're going to be in is going to be one that ends with you not being compatible hmm i hope i'm stepping on some toes i'm so messy i'm back here smiling <laughs> but you know guys that is something to think about right And um, I just want to say for those who are actually commitment minded and you are focused on your covenant and you understand how sacred it is. You understand um, that marriage is a blood covenant. Oh, you didn't know? Hold on, my throat is a little dry. Hold on, I'm going to break that down. Yes, honey, marriage is a blood covenant. It was always intended to be. Because back in the old days or back in biblical days, a woman didn't actually have sexual intercourse until she got ready to get married. Therefore, on her wedding night, when her husband entered her body, he would be breaking her hymen. And what happens when your hymen breaks? It releases the flow of blood, therefore making it a blood covenant. Yeah, for those of you that didn't know. Yeah, marriage is a holy, sacred blood covenant that you enter into with God. Yeah, it is. Got you thinking a little bit different? So how does the conversation go? Not that it's my business, but how does the conversation go when you decide that I'm not? Okay, so let me be clear. So now I'm talking to the married women. I'm talking to the married women and I am talking to the married men. My married folk. So, not that it's my business, but how does that conversation go with God when you get ready to not um, show up in your marriage, when you get ready to walk away? Well, God, you know what? I'm just not compatible with this man no more. Can you send me a new one? Because this one one right here that you gave me, uh uh-uh, we ain't doing it no more. What a slap in the face, how dare you? But it is your business. You know guys we have to do better could it be that one of the reasons that we have so many broken homes and so many broken families is because people are focused more on their happiness and people think that you don't have to put in the work and they, they're they so invested into this idea of having a soulmate and things being so easy to come about and that there shouldn't be any type of problem that you should have to work through, all the while professing that you are a believer, that you are a follower of Christ and you want the testimony without the test. You want to be able to shout about God without actually going through the storm? How can you actually have a testimony and God get the glory without you ever going through something? And it it's hard. It's never going to be easy. And anything I dare say to you that is so easy, that requires little to no effort, i I question it. I question it. It's about doing the work and putting in the work. And yes, I've always been a firm believer and I back the Bible up 100%. Listen to me when I say this and I mean that. I back the Bible 100%. Faith without works is dead. So if you've said, well, you know what, diva? I have prayed about this relationship for a very long time. You know what, diva? I have put in so many prayers about my marriage for a long time and nothing has changed. I left it in the hands of God, Diva. That's what I was supposed to do. And I, I, I would say to you, you know what? You know what? That was That was part A. You do know there is a part B, right? <laughs> There's a part B. What is the part B? Pray and have faith, of course, but faith without works is dead. Yeah, it says it. Faith without works is dead. You have to put in the work. You can't be a lazy individual in a relationship. Relationships require attention. They require day-to-day action. They require you to be present and active in the ongoing commitment of its longevity and survival. yeah I don't know about you but without knowing all the facts and I, I'm I'm just being you know in a moment of transparency without knowing all of the facts and all that comes with an arranged marriage I da- I dare say this. I would rather have those numbers than the numbers that we have over here. I would rather have a divorce rate of four percent versus forty to fifty percent any day. I think compatibility is definitely is is an ingredient. It's important, of course, to a certain extent, but should it be the deal breaker? Should it be? the tool that is driving you to dissolve your relationship. Okay. Something just hit me. There are extreme cases. There are extreme cases where it is probably impossible to remain in something, in a union where the two of you are incompatible. I understand that. So I'm thinking like off the top of my head, if you're a woman and you don't have any children and you, you know, you went into the relationship and the marriage expressing your dream and your desire to have children and this man refuses to have a family with you, I understand how that could be a deal breaker. So let me flip the sides. As a man, if you are in a relationship with someone, a woman, and you expressed a desire to have the type of marriage and relationship where the two of you are building together, which required her to work. And she does not want to work. And I get it. I get it. There are always exceptions, guys. There's no absolute I'm just saying, let's not allow incompatibility to be the excuse that you use to walk out the door of your relationship. Just be honest, be an adult. Say it. I don't want to be here anymore. It's just that we are still compatible. Regardless as to what I'm telling you, it's just that my shift, my focus, my attention, my interest is somewhere else. I would rather go and reestablish a relationship elsewhere or I've decided that I just don't want to be here anymore. You know, I am. did a Facebook live last night on my personal page. And one of the things that I discussed is that people, we as a people, we, including myself, people are searching for authenticity in all relationships. In my professional life, I seek it. With friends, I seek it. Um, You know, it my business colleagues you know and my personal endeavors such as this i seek it listen just be real with people we don't have time for fake people there's no room there's no space for you when it comes to like me myself and gala if you're a fake individual We got to get real with ourselves and we got to be real with everyone else because your word should matter. When you make a commitment to someone and to God, it should matter. And you should be exhausting every potential resource available to you to restore the disconnect between the two of you. That should be your primary focus. People say sometimes love is overrated. Well, I love love. I would never say that. I think love is so beautiful, warm, and and just totally... um, gives you a sense of security. But if love was, then compatibility was everything you needed to make it work, to honor the vow until the day you die, then how, again, are the arranged marriages lasting, outlasting the marriages that are built on love and compatibility? That's all I want to know. That's what I wanted to talk to you guys about. What are your thoughts on that? something that makes you go hmm again you know um earlier i said um that the quality of a relationship is determined by people who have complementary imperfections Or the people that are willing, again, willing to tolerate those imperfections that cause incompatibilities. And I want to reemphasize this point. What counts in making a happy relationship? A successful relationship what counts in making a happy marriage or a um, successful marriage is not so much how compatible the two of you are but how you deal how you deal with incompatibility how a couple interacts is the single most fundamental aspects to creating a successful relationship How do you handle the things, the issues that you have identified as being incompatible with your partner? How do you have the conversation? Have you you created a strategy to coexist with the things that you have identified as being incompatible? Could this be just a season or a phase? Could it be temporary and you're making a permanent decision based on that? You should always be committed to your marriage and making it work. A firm, firm, excuse me, a firm family foundation. So important. Understanding your core values, it's very important. And existing or participating or showing up being present in environments that helps your relationships thrive. That's very important. The company you keep is very, very important. So I'm going to leave on this question. Is compatibility more important than love? When it comes to having a successful relationship in marriage, is it is it more important? Well, unfortunately, here in the United States, it is <laughs> because the countries that are the most successful with their marriages don't have the same um, value systems that we have most of the time. And women are treated like second class citizens most of the time. I get it. I told you I'm not um, claiming to be an expert on arranged marriages. I'm just speaking to the, um, the perception or the idea that the arranged marriages seem to last longer and have stronger family units where a mother and father are in the home where a man and a woman actually have decades of a life together. Decades, not a couple of years, not a couple of months, not six to eight weeks. Hello. Yeah, I just wanted to talk to you about that. So I'm going to put a pin in it right there. I really hope you guys have enjoyed this conversation that we've had about um, commitment, covenants, and compatibility. And are you using incompatibility as a cop-out and an excuse to exit your relationship without putting in the work? Ask yourself that. Ask yourself that. I want to thank you for tuning in to Diva Speaks Relationships. Again, this is the realest, grown, and sexiest relationship podcast out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And um, as a reminder, The Diva is coming to Access 21 on January the 8th. I want you to set your clocks and calendars. My show will be premiering at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find the show on Spectrum Cable, ATT Uverse, Roku TV, as well as Video On Demand. I also want you to tell a few of your friends about Diva Speaks podcast. The podcast will remain. The podcast will be here. It will continue to go on and grow on. Thank you for your support. Don't forget to follow The Diva on Instagram and Facebook. My Instagram handle is divaspeaks, the underscore sign official. And my Facebook handle is at true divaspeaks. You can also hit me up on, uh, on my email address, you know, should you have any questions, concerns, comment, or you do not feel like you're Um, side of the story or how you felt about things wasn't represented to the fullest. My email address is stevaspeaksofficial at gmail.com. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with you and I commit to bringing you more um, more relationship content that makes you think and go hmm. You know, we are a few days from entering into the year 2021. And as we approach New Year's Eve, I am reminded of that song by the OJs. I think it's the OJs. On New Year's Eve, I would like to... Let's just kiss and say goodbye I never want to see you again 2020, I never want to talk about you again. <laughs> I think I mentioned last night in the uh, my Facebook Live. Um, 2020 has been like that bad relationship you've ever had. That one bad, horrible relationship you had and you knew that you had to get out of it. You couldn't wait until the day that you walked out that door. You never was going to look back. It was like the bad girlfriend, the bad boyfriend that you learned so many lessons from and you vowed to never repeat anything that got you into a situation like that again. That's what 2020 feels like. (laughs) let's just kiss and say goodbye (laughs) we don't have to see each other again 2020 you're good (laughs) goodbye (laughs) yeah I hope you're smiling I hope that all who are under the sound of my voice I hope that you're in good spirits I hope that you are working on your visions your businesses especially your relationships Don't forget to put in the work, punch the clock. When it comes to your relationship, your relationship matters. You gotta put in the work, do the work, complete the assignments, learn the lessons and then implement them. You want the success? you want the continued success? You must put in the work. It has been my pleasure to talk with you, to share my thoughts with you. You are appreciated. The Diva knows that there are almost a million different podcasts out there. And you chose to spend a moment in time parked in the audience of Diva Speaks Relationships. And for that, I thank you. I thank you. But... Until the very next time, the diva has spoken. Good night.